You know, I always thought I'd be a film composer when I when I got older. It looked difficult, but it looked possible. This is Disney's Four Scores, a podcast that takes you inside the world of composers like Randy Newman of the Toy Story films. Subscribe today. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. What are you going to do on October 31st? What are you going to do on October 31st? Here comes that white-faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit. Wants to stab your sister's tits cause he's a white-faced fucker. Loomis can't recover. Dr. Challenge drunk again. Sleeping with your sister's friends. Do you want to know about the darkness? I said God damn. Ooh, I said God damn. A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said God What are you going to do on October 31st? Hey guys, I'm Mike, and whoever said Halloween ain't till manana can go fuck themselves. It's the Halloween pod, the daily Halloween pod, the almost daily, maybe, possibly, Monday through Friday. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. AB Halloween Daily Pod. Uh, Jay's not with me today, doing this today. He's actually at work all day, and then as soon as he's off, we've got some AHS recaps to film for the YouTube channel, and then we have some Halloween Horror Month stuff to work on, so I figured I would just bang this thing out, and every once in a while we'll do it this way. I figured there'll be a couple times, uh, maybe once a week where I do it, and there'll be every now and then where uh, it could just be Jay doing it. Uh, We'll do it together as much as possible, and maybe every once in a while we'll have a guest on or something like that, but... This whole thing's brand new. It was announced yesterday. The idea came to us yesterday. And then today and then by last night we had the artwork, the first podcast film, the announcement. It was all just that fast. And if there's anything you can garner from that yourselves, if there's any of you that are out there looking to start doing a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever it is, I'm recording into a free program called Audacity right now. So just fucking do it what i wanted to talk about today though is there is a little bit of halloween news but more interesting than the news itself i feel like is the question that it brings up which the news is uh, another leaked photo more than a leaked photo it's it looks as more of like a a posed photo where uh charles cyphers the original sheriff bracket is uh allegedly on the set of halloween kills that's what it looks like and he's wearing and the picture will be on the Facebook uh, if you want to look at it, if you haven't seen it yet. But he is wearing what looks like to be, it's obviously a police or a sheriff's or a security guard outfit um, of some 
type, and he's smiling for a photo for someone. And the photo's adorable. I mean, it is adorable. Just He looks like the happiest guy on earth. And I'm happy for him. And I'm happy for all the people who are happy that Sheriff Brackett's coming back. Who knows what kind of a role he's going to play. Obviously, he's not going to be running around the streets at this point in his life chasing after Michael or doing any stunts or anything crazy like that. But it could be a small role. I saw our friend Dave McRae tweeted that it looked like uh, possibly he was a security guard at Haddonfield Memorial, which would make sense. Uh, That's a good idea. It could just be a quick cameo like that. But, I mean, obviously, if he's going to be Sheriff Brackett, you know, Michael Myers killed his daughter. So he he at least has to have some bit of serious dialogue or something like that, I would imagine. His role in the film is yet to be ascertained. But this goes back to the same question of uh, of spoilers. How much do you want to know? Should that have been a surprise in the film? If Even if I didn't want to know about it, I had no choice. It was everywhere on my timeline as of this morning. But more interesting than that is what I wanted to talk about is uh, a tweet from someone specific, actually, that really got me thinking. And I won't say this person's name because I didn't get permission to. I don't know how all that shit works. But they bring up an interesting idea. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying it's interesting. So let's talk about this. He says that it must be true that the majority of horror fans want the same old shit over and over. This is why Halloween 2 2009 is so great. Rob Zombie's version. Because it doesn't care about what the purists think. um, Or the sacred mythos. And Zombie ended on his terms instead of recycling everything. Now that's paraphrasing and I'm not going to say the guy's name. um, But it's interesting. Because what you see when you get these announcements of Lindsay Wallace coming back. Of everyone coming back. And you see for the most part. And the, at least in the circles I run, excitement. Everybody's very happy. Uh, and it's been this way since Jamie Lee Curtis w- was cast for the first film. But there was The overall consensus felt like everyone was very, very happy about it. Thought like it was a good thing. Now, as with any Halloween news, there's also the complete opposite group who hates everything. Uh, regardless of what it is. And some people hate some things and love some things. But the overall consensus is what I'm talking about. The feel that you get just from the internet vibe. It seems like a lot of people are really happy that Sheriff Brackett's going to be back. And a lot of people were very happy that Lindsay Wallace was going to be back. Tommy Doyle and so on. So regardless of how you feel about Rob Zombie's H2, because it's a polarizing movie and we all have our opinions of it. The interesting thing that I want to bring up and ask you guys is, are we hindering the growth of Michael Myers' as a character by constantly hearkening back to the first movie by constantly trying to be the first movie and even the failed sequels, the consensus fueled failed sequels to spend. We all feel differently about each one, but even the ones that everybody generally understands Halloween five, most people just don't like it. Even in those movies, There was always somebody on the set when Fangoria would interview or when they would have interviews with someone. The director always said it seemed like the same thing. When Quentin Tarantino was was possibly going to be involved with Halloween franchise, he said the same thing. Everybody wants to take it back to the first film. Almost everyone. And now that's very hard to do. It's a classic movie for a reason. And we've discussed many times on this channel how it's so hard to make Michael Myers scary again 
or to make Jason Voorhees scary again, or to make Darth Vader scary again. Because at this point in pop culture, you've seen their faces all over posters. You've seen their faces all over toys. You've seen their faces all over DVD covers, cartoons, anything. It's so hard to recreate that fear the first time you see that pop onto a screen. Imagine going to the theater in 78 and just sitting down and not even knowing what this character is going to look like. Not even knowing what kind of movie you're there for. You know, if maybe you know you're there for a horror movie, but you don't know what the character's mask looks like. And then Michael Myers shows up with that pale, blank, emotionless face. Imagine what that would feel like. And I feel like that was the catalyst that we're still seeing shockwaves from today. That's why it was so scary. It, it, it just came out of nowhere like that, and, and it shocked people. It scared people to their core. And the franchise carried on for me and other reasons, but I think that's one of them. I think that's why the first Halloween is the one that people go back to when they say that was scary. Even though I think kids, when they watch it today or teenagers, when they watch it today, they might see it. A lot of them will pick up on it, but it won't truly scare them uh, if they've seen the mask a hundred times before, if they've seen the DVD cases a hundred times before. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic. The thing I want to ask is, by constantly not wanting to ruin John Carpenter's classic, and and by constantly uh, throwing nostalgia towards fans, you never want to do too much fan service, but a little's fun. And I felt like they walked a good line with Halloween 2018, as far as fan service goes. It didn't take me out of the movie at any point, and it was fun to hear things about the characters that you hadn't heard before. It's always fun to add to that lore. And that's not necessarily even what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is in what it looks like the sequels are going to be. And it's 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 always nostalgic and exciting. But by going right back to the people who were in the first film. By, by playing through the numbers and just going back to these same characters that we already know about. A story that we already known about. That we've known about for a very, very long time. By constantly going back to Haddonfield on the night you know uh, of the original Halloween... Are we keeping this character from growing and becoming something different? It's a really interesting question to me because there are things about... I, I've told you guys this story before. The first time I saw Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And it really is a good example from that guy. Whether you love it or hate it. And as you know, I love all the Halloween movies because they all have their special piece of lore. And I think it just adds to the story of Michael Myers. And I think it's a fun if sometimes broken path back through all these movies. I just think it's fun to have all of this, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm glad they all exist. But (laughs) as far as what Rob Zombie did with the characters of Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis and Laurie Strode, I thought he shit all over them almost like in a rebellious way because of what was said by some about his first movie. I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't like what he did with the characters. We won't go too far off subject into that. But it is interesting to think, as pissed as you get when Michael talks, or as pissed as you get when Loomis becomes an asshole, which that's not even growth, that's just taking a character and just not doing him right. You know, if you want to move forward, move forward without any of these characters. I think that's the path to moving forward. I don't think it was Rob Zombie's H2 and what he did with Loomis, Uh, and again, it's a good point that he brings up, but I, I do ultimately think, in my opinion, it's the wrong one. I think... Maybe it is hindering the growth of these characters that in the second sequel, 
Look, I, I bring up the point about Star Wars and The Force Awakens. That first movie was good. The Force Awakens was a good film. But it really did, you know, go back and just had to reset everything for a second. I talk about Blink-182 on the channel all the time. When they came back out with their record, California, it was a resetting. They went back and they did the same thing that everybody knows Blink for. At least they tried to, depending on how you feel about the record. But they tried to make fun, happy, Friday night pop punk songs. Now, with their second record after that is where they went to experiment. We reestablish who we are. It's also me a culpa for being gone for so long. But now let's try to move forward. Now this is the sequel territory. Should we be moving forward? Should we be trying to get away from the nostalgia? Get away from the first movie? Trying to add a new lore to it? Create its own story? I don't think they should do anything crazy like with the Michael Myers character or anything like that. I think Michael Myers is Michael Myers and he's mysterious and he should stay the same. But by giving him the same exact purpose in every single film and the same exact characters to fight with in every single film, are we holding him stagnant? I think it's a really good question to ask. And I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on Halloween Kills. You guys know I'm jacked to shit. At the end of the day, bottom line... I am just so fucking happy that we have two, not one, but two Halloween movies coming out. Let me reiterate that before I get into this. this it's just fun to talk and, and say, is this good? Is this bad? What do you think about this? I just want to always reiterate that you guys know at the end of the day where I land is that I'm so happy Blumhouse has this movie. And I'm so happy that they're making two movies. And I think they did a great job with Halloween 2018. And I think it's in good hands. And I'm jacked. And I love the cast. And I love the mask. And I love so much about it. I'm happy as shit. I am not complaining. But that's what the, the, the point of this daily podcast is for. It's for us to talk about shit like this. So we're bringing back all these characters, right? Would you rather be moving on to new characters? Or are you more happy to live in the nostalgia of the first film a little bit longer? Another film, maybe two. And then we wait the proverbial however long it's going to be before someone else takes the franchise in the newest direction. Some have, when talking about it, I think Danny McBride mentioned, you know, in 10 years, someone will take it and do something else with it. Like it's James Vaughn. And, um, I gotta hope it's not 10 years, but what is your all's opinion on that? I think ultimately, yes, I think, yes, I think it as good as it can still be. And I think these movies can be great. I think both the follow-up sequels are going to be great. I believe in them. I'm psyched about them. But moving forward, if we don't finally let go, I know there's the Halloween purists out there, but hey, you guys, you know, you don't like the sequels anyways, right? You don't want another remake, do you? So I know that you guys maybe not may not be happy either way, but I think moving on, this person has a great point. That we can't ask for the same thing over and over again all the time. If Michael's going to stay around, if the Halloween franchise is going to stay around for the long haul, we can do one of two things. We could wait 10 or 15 years so that we can tell the same story over again to a new audience. Or we can get on that horse pretty quick and let people know immediately after these three films are done. Or maybe even with Halloween ends, depending on how crazy they want to get with it. 
That's true. I mean, Halloween ends could go nuts too. We don't know that. Halloween two, this one, I think it's said, I think we're definitely staying hardcore in the same lore because obviously we're bringing back all these characters. Now, what they could do could be wild. They could do something wild with that, and it could be entertaining as shit. Um, but as far as moving on into new characters, I think the only ones we got was you know Annie Matichak and her friends and her mom, and, and she's great. I love Annie Matichak. We talked about possibly the seek, possibly the. Uh, Torch being passed from Laurie Strode onto Allison, which makes sense. Still kind of living in that same world, though. So, that is the question at the end of the day that I'm asking you guys. Are you more? Are you happy that we're going back to Haddonfield and we're bringing back all this nostalgia still? A second movie into this reiteration, this new time, not even new timeline, but this new iteration of the franchise. This trilogy. Are you happy that in the second movie we're going back to the very, very first movie? I'm happy for these characters. I like the nostalgia. I'm happy to see them. I'm happy to see that people are happy about it. But ultimately, if I could decide, and this is why I'm I'm talking on a podcast and I'm not helping them produce the movie right now, but would you rather have really moved on and took Michael into new territories? Not, don't take him to space or anything. I'm talking about the people around him. Uh, wh- what his what his purpose is, so on and so forth. I don't know. I want to know what you guys think, though. Please comment down below on the podcast. Comment on our Facebook. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, a couple of you guys have mentioned: Is this going to be on iTunes? Yes, we'll get it on iTunes again. This is the second day. We'll get it on iTunes. Uh, it is on Stitcher. It is on Spotify. I'll always post it on our Facebook. It's on Simplecast. Um, we'll get it wherever else it may be. Uh, comment down below as well. Where do you guys like to get your podcast so that I know where to aim towards getting this in the next week or so? And uh, how are you guys liking it so far? How are you doing? Are you guys excited about Charles Cypher's Sheriff Bracket? What are your opinions on that? Uh, we'll be back. We'll have another podcast. Tomorrow's podcast, Jay should be back on here with me. So... That'll be a lot more fun. Um, And uh, we'll all, you know, get naked and cut pumpkins together. But uh, we love your fucking faces. Thank you guys for going on this new venture with us. It's going to be fun. And I really hope you're enjoying Halloween Horror Month. I know I am. We have In the Mouth of Madness about to go up live today, the review for that one. And um, got a bunch of shit coming. Just a bunch of shit coming your way. The Friday the 13th commentaries are coming soon. I'll post them on the, the, the podcast spots as well. And uh, I hope you guys have an amazing day. And thank you guys again for going on this new venture with us and uh, always trying the weird shit with us. I think this one's going to stick. I really like the idea about this. I'm really excited about it. So, um, yeah. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Here comes that white-faced fucker An asshole like no other He's a big old piece of shit Wants to stab your sister's tits Cause he's a white-faced fucker Loomis can't recover Dr. Challenge drunk again Sleeping with your sister's friends Do you want to know about the darkness? I said God damn God I said God damn A lot of people don't know the darkness That goes inside their hearts I said God What are you going to do on October 31st?
With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.